Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. Here at Damsels in Dialogue, we support the LGBTQ plus community and all women because trans women are women. For our second season, we have Wands at the Ready and we'll be discussing the women of the Wizarding World. This episode, we are talking about the Evans sisters along with one of Hogwarts' biggest protectors, Minerva McGonagall. Right. As we continue with our podcast, we totally understand that talking about the Wizarding World would encourage you to love to get involved and get your own Wizarding World things. So we would encourage you to get some magical merch from these small businesses Mm -hmm. that we have been working with this whole season. And this week's sponsor is Ryan Orion. So Ryan Orion makes stunning wands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they are a big variety of wands. Some of them are wooden, some of them are polymer clay, painted, carved, all sorts of things. Each one is different. They're all unique. And he makes a point that he will not remake a wand that he has made before, That's awesome. which I think is very cool because it should be, you know, yeah. to, to each their own. Yeah. Very interesting. For those listening to the podcast, you will not be able to see this, but I do have one of the wands that he had made me. And I, I love it. You're going to have to take a beautiful picture of it. <laughs> I will. And put it, and put it up on what, all the platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Now you can find uh, Ryan Orion on all the social medias on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter is Ryan Orion underscore. And then the shop where you can get these beautiful wands is ryanorion.square.site backslash. And they launch new wands every Friday and they go very quick. So um, keep that in mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know our sponsor is a wand maker, but we are actually going to start with a character who doesn't even know wands exist. Yeah. Unlike the other fun mini character we did, this one I really despise. So it's it's an interesting (laughs) foil for ourselves to have started the Molly Weasley and Delacour episode with Muriel. And here we have Marge Dursley, who... (laughs) It's technically the, it's the aunt of Dudley, not really the aunt of Harry. It's Vernon's sister. Yeah. Yeah. She's and very just, much presents uh, herself as Vernon's sister. <laughs> yeah. Like she's described as looking exactly like him, but female version. Like, it was. Mustache and all. Mustache just like and a lighter face. mustache. I was like, okay. She is only in book three. She lives in the country with a large garden and breeds bulldogs. She does though. She is mentioned in two other books as well. She is mentioned when Harry is taken in and for his trial. Mm -hmm. They use that as an excuse of, oh, look, you've done all these. You've used magic all these times. You blew up your aunt. You did all these things. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, we're going to get you. And Dumbledore's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. So, uh, but they do establish her in book one as Mm -hmm. a close relative in book one. We have not met her yet. And we already know that she hates Harry. Yep. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We already like she sends postcards for these travels that she goes on. That was a funny thing. They did add that bit into the movies. Something that was interesting with her is that she has almost nothing cut from the movies. A lot yeah. of most of the characters have a little bit cut from yeah. the movies of all the characters to be like, no, I want all of these to serve. I need all these moments to make it. Yeah. That's for, fascinating. Like, Marge Dursley to be almost entirely from the book. Yeah. Of all the I don't <laughs> yeah. Of all the ones that we got, I did not need all of Marge Dursley. It, it the more I'm thinking about it, the more it is interesting to compare because Aunt Muriel and her really are kind of a foils of two different worlds. And they both are very judgy, but 
Marge is disgusting and Muriel is funny. <laughs> I don't know how like how they both are really <laughs> judgy, but Marge like like well Marge believes in like punishment of children very specifically. Yeah. So that probably shot her over to like okay you're not drunk and funny you're drunk and evil. <laughs> I get hit loads of times. <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah, it's like okay. Ooh, Gosh. Yeah. She has this weird sense of control mm-hmm. over the family, which Muriel does as well, where she knows Petunia. She knows how mm-hmm. Petunia is. She's been coming over for years, and yet mm-hmm. she still has this sense of, oh, I don't need to warn her. I'm coming. I can just show up in like a day. <laughs> which like for Petunia mm-hmm. is like the worst thing you could do. Like yeah. she wants it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's super stressful. And I didn't understand that. And and then she continues that through the entire interaction with her. She just seems to have this like really strong sense of control. And you see that in Vernon a little bit where Vernon versus Petunia, how they handle Harry. But she's like on another level of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I am the most important person in the room. Definitely. You'll just do what I want because I said. Yeah. Like there's there's no question of whether or not she'll be listened to is that she is listened to. She gives her advice of how they should be raising Harry. She has this horrid line of there's something wrong with the bitch. There'll be something wrong with a pup that ends up pushing Harry over so we get the famous directly put in the movie yes and she was looking for a fight in that moment she was absolutely looking for a fight and the one thing they did a little different in the movie the Mm -hmm. very slight difference is that she does that and he basically blows her up like a balloon (laughs) but that's not what causes him to blow up in the book yes yeah there's like she gets drunk She's already had like a couple bottles of wine by dinner. And maybe she's always brandy. So yeah. Yeah. I literally have, I literally have the family had several bottles of wine, which is like my note. And then my commentary on the note was, are you trying to drown your family, Vernon? And then they switched to to, to brandy. Excuse you. Uh Uh And then when she asks for a spot of brandy, this is like after dinner. She asks Mm -hmm. for more brandy, which Mm -hmm. she gets a huge cup. And I'm literally like, your liver bags now. Yeah, please don't. Bags now, Marge. Please don't do it anymore. (laughs) That's right. The, the, The pup line breaks the glass unintentionally. Is that dinner? Which of course she doesn't notice. Which yeah. cracks me up. That's yeah. like a whole other thing to unpack. Like, how, how many glasses have you broken, ma'am? That this yeah, is that like, you're like, oh, you're I'm like just so strong. <laughs> Common occurrence, you know. Casual. Um, and she's like super like, ah, oh, yes, me. I am strength. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. She's a treat. She's a trip. Not a treat. She's yeah. a trip. That one. Yeah. <laughs> when she is drunk Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like, I mean, Vernon's drinking with her, yeah. but like Petunia, I'm sure she had a couple glasses, but she's a stressed housewife trying to yeah. make sure everything is great. The sister-in-law broke a glass and she's like, yeah. Harry, stop it. And like trying to like figure, yep. you know, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine her being that much a part of the drinking. So you can all be assumed that like Marge and Vernon are the ones doing like yes. drinking all of this alcohol. And so for her to be like, oh, I mean, like, I like you, Petunia. And I'm sure your family was fine, but it's just Lily's a bad egg. I'm sure they were drunk when they got in the car crash. Oh and that gosh. was what yeah. sent him over the edge. Like, yep. And I'm just like rich coming from you. Like you're literally yeah. wasted right now. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. She, and, I, and I get it. Things could have been worse. Yeah. She's obviously not nice, but she is like the worst part of Vernon heightened. Yeah. Which it's also interesting. She uh, pays for Dudley's affections. Yeah. Like she could just be the aunt and just get it. She's she's literally his only living relative. Yeah. She has to compete with no one to be the favorite relative. Mm -hmm. And she still feels like she needs to pay him 
for hugs and things. She like makes sure he wins games and like hits Harry and like, yeah. And stuff just is so interesting to me. It's just that sense of control that like dominance. And I don't know if that's why she was also given a pack of dogs to wrangle. Yeah. It makes sense that she wants to to exemplify that. Yeah, competitive. It feels like she probably goes and shows them or is like competing to have the best bred dogs. And it probably plays into their maybe they were drinking so much because both of them are trying to drink more than the other. Like maybe we got some like sibling conflict Who happening between <laughs> the two of them. Because I can't imagine growing up with those two. So oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Oh, yikes. I can't even imagine what the rest of his family was like. Yeah. What yikes. are the parents um, like if this is what we got? Who knows? <laughs> maybe they're like the sweetest people ever. Like Maybe it's like the exact opposite. <laughs> they're actually secretly wizards <gasps> who, um, who have obliviated their children's memories and oh they have left God. because they cannot stand them. New head canon. You heard it here first. Yes. You're welcome. The fanfic will be out next fall. <laughs> Of the Dursley family. (laughs) One more thing, which is my biggest, my biggest WTF moment. Okay. And no, no, Mars is a lot of things that you're just like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. did you think about that? But Mm -hmm. my absolute favorite one to question is when Petunia asks what Ripper will take. Ripper the dog. Mm -hmm. And now there's a couple of things to unpack about that statement. First of all. (laughs) Yep. Marge has said enough times that the dog will be drinking things that are not normal dog things yes. like water. Petunia is ready to ask the question. Yes. I'm concerned for him now. Yeah. Oh, I'm very concerned <laughs> for concerned all dogs. of her dogs, to be fair. I'm very concerned <laughs> for her entire group of dogs. Oh, goodness. Yep. She she does, despite all of the like nagging and um, controlling, she does occasionally compliment Petunia. Every so, once in a while. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if that's just her being like, ah, yes, this is my in-law. Yeah. Or if it's genuine or not. I could see her liking Petunia. I mean, Petunia tries to keep everything perfect and doesn't really question what she thinks or says. So no, I don't she, know yeah, why she would hate her. Together. Yeah. Speaking of Petunia, shall we? <gasps> yes. Shall we head to the Evans? Marge would have very disliked the beginning of Petunia's life, but oh, later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're an, it's an interesting pair, these sisters, the Evans sisters, because we don't get, we never see them together in the books. As adults, we only get flashbacks from Snape's memory of what he sees of them. So they're, we're also seeing it through his lens. So we kind of have to play a little bit of detective and put things together to talk about what their childhood was like mm-hmm. and surmise what that relationship did to who Petunia becomes and who she marries. Yeah, we don't get a lot about them. And mm-hmm. in their younger years, when you see through Snape's eyes, you know, they're two, they're two sisters. They're very, very close in age. I yep. will say when you try to pin down Petunia's age, mm-hmm. you can't. There is no official birth date. It's always older than her. And the movies don't help. Like nothing else no. to see no. visually. <laughs> yeah. But they were fairly close in age, yeah. regardless of that. And you do see them in same flashbacks together as kids mm-hmm. without the parents. Mm-hmm. So at one point, they had a 
typical. And I would say when Snape sees them, it's a pretty standard like sisterly or sibling relationship when they're young and they're just, you pick on your siblings, you yeah. tease them for things, you know, like her calling them freaks is like not surprising see, to yeah. me. As, it doesn't like, seem particularly, there's not a lot of animosity that I feel at that point in their relationship. It feels like they probably grew up pretty close or at least they didn't hate each other their entire lives growing up. It's when the magic starts coming that the tension begins. Right. And that's where Which is really that's where sad. everything starts and where everything finishes. Yeah. It, it's really sad when you start thinking about what that must have been like for Petunia to grow up with a sister who all of a sudden becomes so incredibly special and secretively special and not having any way to be a part of that anymore. That she's yeah. going to start having a life away from you and outside of you and now getting all this attention from your parents on something that you can't help at all. Like, it's just who she is. There is very little in the books mentioned how they handle muggle porns. That seems like a massive flaw in the way the school works. But going off of Hermione's parents, they never step foot in Hogwarts. Yeah. They barely enter Diagon Alley. Yeah, they, yeah they're just confused <laughs> you know, in there. They, they walk like, three feet and poor, yeah. <laughs> poor Arthur Weasley's like, look, muggles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this got to be terrifying. So, so, you know, I can't imagine the, the poor Evans. Like, they were proud of her, obviously, because mm -hmm. that's brought up a lot of times by Petunia herself. Very proud of, of Lily. And there's not much said about Petunia's, her strengths and her yeah. skills and what she's ever done. We don't know what she would have wanted to be before she desperately wanted to be a normal perfect housewife. You yeah. Know, we don't know. We don't know who that girl was. Yeah. And being the older sibling then to be overshadowed completely by your younger sister for like nothing that she's done wrong for not even no, for just a, no. a chance of her being magical. That's got to have some trauma and you see it. You see the trauma of the yeah. aftermath yeah, oh my gosh, of everything. Yeah, it comes out literally immediately when you meet her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a character, Petunia is so cool because she is very much a side character. But I would argue that she's one of the most complex characters in the novels. I could see that, yeah. Like her and, and Snape both have really big things to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For her being a side character to have such mm -hmm. a big thing to unpack, I think is so is so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because they don't even let her look like Lily. They look no. so different. Yeah. She is, I mean, mm -hmm. Lily is green eyed and red hair mm -hmm. and Petunia is blonde and like too tall and too skinny. And yeah. In book one, she has a blow up, which I think was something that she really needed. And I don't think she ever got a chance to do because I don't see her and Vernon's relationship as, yeah, let me just talk about my sister. I imagine, and this is, this is all opinion, like, yeah, because we don't see this, but it doesn't seem like, because Vernon was also shocked. Yeah. By Petunia talking about that. So it seems like obviously Vernon knows mm -hmm. that she has a sister, weird wizard stuff, mm -hmm. hate that, ignore mm -hmm. it, move on. Mm -hmm. Like, so when she has that blow up, can you imagine how much trauma she could have overcome if she had had this blow up literally 11 years earlier? Because she talks about things when they were kids. She talks about how Lily would come home with like pockets of frog spawn and everything mm -hmm. from school and... And then later in life, when she started coming home and, and, you know, seventh year, when she tells them, oh, I'm, I'm dating this boy I found. Yep. And like Petunia didn't, their life together was so short because yeah. Lily dies at 21. Their mm -hmm. parents die before that of a mysterious unknown. They're just dead. Huh, They're dead. Yeah. Causes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you have a 21 year old and a young 20 something mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She leaves and goes to a school. You only see her a couple months out of the whole year. And she comes yeah. home with frog spawn. And then yeah. the last year she, she like comes home with a boy. And I don't know. It just seems like the instant she started showing magic, mm-hmm. which interesting enough was sought by Snape first and not the school, which is nice because maybe that lessened the blow on the Evans. Yeah. That Lily kind of was like aware already. Yeah. She wasn't as shocked um, when she got the letter to show her parents. Oh. And yeah. Right, right, right. Because Snape had already kind of like Severus had like eased her into it. But I can't imagine half of Petunia's very short mm-hmm. life with Lily. Mm-hmm. She struggled with, and yeah. she was not even an adult because like the Lily, poor thing. Yeah, because Lily <laughs> died so young, you never got the chance to eventually try and reconcile. Like it was going to take maybe never, but there was potential that one day you'd want to meet yeah. Harry. That one day you'd want, like to try a Christmas together that you'd and I, I mean, and I think she sought out Vernon very specifically for who he was because yeah, she wanted met him to at work and went, this guy is so normal. Yeah, he is so normal at this job of mm-hmm. drill bits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love a normal guy. And and her spending her entire childhood feeling lesser than whether or not the parents made her actually feel that or or Lily did no, anything no. to cause it. It's just what happened. Like she felt lesser right. than, she felt overshadowed. She just wanted, and that's, I mean, it goes directly into her need for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It goes directly into how she treats her son, that he's the yeah. most precious thing in the world to her Gosh. and can do no wrong. Cause it feels like that's exactly what she wished she felt. And that she only up. has one child. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. She doesn't have any other kids. Dudley older than yeah. Harry by a couple months. She feasibly could have had another child before Harry was dropped at their doorstep or could yeah. have been pregnant or could have been planning another child. Yeah. They had the room for it in the house. Yeah. But she, no, they chose to have just Duddykins. Yes, just Duddykins. <laughs> because I think you're right for that very reason. She did not want her child to go through what she mm-hmm. went through. Some of that trauma was self-inflicted, but how could she know if she never got a chance to speak about it? How, you know, like this all could have been avoided had... Someone just like talked yeah, to her she needs, or she like, yeah. therapy or yeah. like, you know, but they no. said therapy, maybe Harry would not have been neglected as horribly yeah. as he was by the family. If she had just like worked right. through her own sibling issues instead of having to yeah. see Harry and being reminded of the that what she like shuts up in a box for her entire life. Mm-hmm. Really, she just needs yeah, some therapy. It's the poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um. like, it's, she still, I mean, she treats Harry horribly. Like what they do to him is not oh, yes. like not forgivable. But right. trauma that she went through as a kid, I think is something you don't get to discuss in the books, but that when you start unpacking it is fascinating. It's it's very real. You see that she does treat Harry very different than how Vernon treats Harry. Mm -hmm. Vernon is very much, you can control it, stop it, no funny business, don't Mm -hmm. mess things up. You know, even from an early age, because he knows and he's just not telling Harry in like the weirdest way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Petunia, more often than not, she t- handles it differently before Harry finds out and after yeah. Harry finds out. Yeah. Whereas Vernon just like continues much of the same of just like, stop it. Stop yeah. it. Just like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Vernon. But prior to it, she uh, very much acknowledges that it can't possibly be his fault. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because she grew up yeah. with, yes, Lily knew early she had magic, but she was still doing things that she couldn't control as mm-hmm. most do, young kids do before they go to Hogwarts. Yeah. So she has probably seen 
mm-hmm. Lily do weird things that she couldn't. So there's a lot of times where she just explains away. She mm-hmm. redirects and explains away what happened. For example, the sweater that she's like forcing over Harry's head to wear. And she's like, oh no, yeah, you must have just chunked in the dryer. Like, no, you literally yeah. in this moment saw it shrink. But instead of just being like, cut it out, like Vernon does. Mm-hmm. She she's like redirecting. Yeah. Explaining it in a very muggle way. Yeah. She's very um, much trying to avoid the acceptance that magic still exists in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's on purpose. She's oh, explaining yeah. it in a muggle way because she does not want Harry to know. Yeah. You know, they, they're they like hoping that it'll just stop. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> that, that's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, she she continues that kind of stuff later. Mm-hmm. She is very good about understanding how to use muggle ways to explain away yeah. magic because she's had to her whole life. Yeah. And it leads to her handling Harry better. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like her either, but there's yeah. definitely less of a physical abuse and like yeah. verbal abuse from yeah. Petunia, it's more from Vernon and she's a little more just like neglectful in general. (laughs) Yeah, just tries to literally tries to ignore him. And we get a little bit of there is some canon writing about Petunia pre-novels and we understand this is um from just to to clarify because there's been a couple different times that canon has been dropped. Yeah. So this was when it was originally Pottermore and now Mm -hmm. it's Wizarding World, just so you know the era of when this came out. Yeah, yeah. So there's been a couple articles. There's one about Petunia and Vernon Dursley. And specifically, it talks about her leaving Cokeworth, where they grew up, and pursuing a typing course in London. And that's where she met Vernon. He's described as extremely unmagical, opinionated, and materialistic. (laughs) I was like, yes, that's what you wanted. You get a little bit of background on the first time that Lily and James met Vernon and Petunia, and it did not go well at all. Ended up with the Dursleys storming out of the restaurant and Lily bursting into tears. And this all happened within like a year. Yeah, it was very, yeah. Of them, up Lily and James started dating because they had not seen each other for years. Yeah. So this was like she graduated, went to this restaurant, be like, look at this boy I brought. Parents are gone, parents are dead. Yeah. It goes poorly. One of the, if not the last time, yeah, because this is they ever see each other. This is because when, they, it's years later that they don't see each other. Yeah, because they they are invited, and I think they go to the wedding of Petunia and Vernon. I think they go, but Lily's not a bridesmaid, and then Petunia and Vernon do not go to Lily's wedding and do not meet Harry when he is born. No, because it's yeah, it's literally by the time book one starts. They have not seen each other for years. Yeah. Which I know I keep saying that, but that is a long time. Yeah. Between 18 and 21. Mm-hmm. That is three years. And if several years you haven't seen them, that means the wedding and the di- the horrible dinner date. Yeah. Three years ago. And then you did not see them again. Yeah. That's why I feel like, <laughs> I feel like eventually maybe there would have been a time where they could have tried if they'd wanted to, or, or if either older, of them had tried. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, it, when they're older, but when they were so young, they were so young. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many things that like poor Petunia has like shoved into her past. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we continue on her, yes. since we are talking about more of Lily's um, yes. passing, we're not getting to the point where she's no longer alive in mm-hmm. their relationship. In the books, we get a little bit of Lily. 
she friend Snape called him Sev first ever magical friend like yeah. yeah like very sweet just friends just kids you understand why she was interested in him as a friend yeah he lives nearby he also understands magic his whole family's from magic so yeah. that must have been so cool for her yeah can you imagine her going over on like play dates yeah or, go like, have dinner in the magical household like, yeah yeah like do your summer homework mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at a magical household yeah like that would be so cool yeah so i totally understand that that energy from her Mm -hmm. and why they were friends Mm -hmm. we do see throughout other flashbacks Mm -hmm. of uh snape where uh she really thinks that james has a big head and he does yes james is not great Mm -hmm. james is a bully yep so he's like desperately trying to get her to go out with him Mm -hmm. and she's like no (laughs) yeah you learn from like all of these other teachers, how great she was at charms and potions mm-hmm. and things. She was a student. She was funny. Mm-hmm. Really, Slughorn's the one who has the most to say about yeah. her, which I think is very interesting because yeah. Slughorn knows legitimately famous people, like legitimate yeah. famous people. And yet he still continues to any chance he gets mm-hmm. tell Harry she was great. Yeah, that was like one of his like favorites. He gets to share that for Slughorn to feel that kind of like safety of like, oh, I get yeah. to talk about one of my favorite people yeah. again with somebody who yeah. matters to her, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and she like ends up being thing to put on somebody. Yeah. And she, and it's because of his love of her as a student that he ends up getting guilt tripped. Yeah. yeah. Like it's because of her. Be brave. Like be brave. Like Lily. Yeah. So it, it's her yeah, memory like, that pushes him into actually giving Harry the memory. That they need. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a big deal. So, yeah. <laughs> Right. So I know he had like, the luck. Yeah, I know he had the luck potion, but still, like it, no, it was but still. Yeah, it makes her a, a, a great person from what yep. we learn about her. Not a big fan of how they just didn't. They didn't continue to try making this relationship because yeah. you'd think if you had nobody else, James doesn't have any other family either. Yeah. So it's like okay, they do have their big found family. It's just interesting to me from the book standpoint. Like she doesn't have anything else. So it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. that's the one flaw in her. Then I'm like, why wouldn't you try harder than just three years of no communication, a couple yeah. years of no communication. Or that some point um, while you're going to school, like writing her letters or trying, like trying to make the connection. Right. With Petunia like, instead of growing farther and farther apart. Nothing. Yeah. 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 And then clinging then to this guy who somehow seventh year loses his big head but still yeah. lies to her and still bully like heavily bullies severus yeah that bothers me um behind her back yeah. and she's like and she is i understand the loss of friend between yes. lily and severus yes i get it i understand when he turns on her and calls her a mudblood mm-hmm. and then she finds out later he is really interested in Voldemort and the death theaters yeah. like i i get that yeah. sense of betrayal yeah because she has been standing up for him for so long yeah but I, I never quite understood how James, and maybe because we don't get enough of him mm-hmm. in the books, mm-hmm. and we only get the romanticized versions of what Sirius and Lupin. Yeah, that's true. Us, but I never totally understood the mm-hmm. how James finally got the girl. I never, yeah, that you know? never tracked for me. Maybe the, people grow up, people see that they're not good people, but there never seemed to be a moment from the, what we learned from everyone else of reconciliation with Snape. He told Lily that he stopped bullying him, mm-hmm. which is why he continued to bully him behind her back so she would never find out so he could keep dating her. Ugh. It bothers me that James still got head boy. It makes sense that Lily would be head girl. Yes. People look up to her. That, yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. She, has, she canonically has friends in other houses that she hangs out with on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That's also brand new. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, like feel Lily was good for, for James, but James was not yes. necessarily oh good gosh. for Lily. No, no. James me. needed someone like Lily to yeah. like kick his butt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. it was a, one, a little one-sided in who needed who situation going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. And that was basically her school year. And that's all we really get from her outside yeah. of the end of her passing, which is where we are at with mm-hmm. Petunia and talking about their, their relationship. Yes. And that's the moment that starts and ends the whole series yeah. is the sacrifice of a mother which is beautiful. It is It is a very, very powerful moment. It's um, laid out in Harry Potter's visions exactly what happens where James is dead, Voldemort comes in, tells her to get out of the way because she doesn't need to die, her refusing mm-hmm. to, and then yeah. and then dying, which is super powerful. And I, I do like how it's yeah. slowly revealed to us exactly what happens to her. Yes. And something too about this is Neither of them had wands at the time when they were killed because uh, it was just a casual day. Yeah. They, they're in a new house. Yeah. They only have a baby in them. Yeah. It was just a chill night at home. Like, yeah, you get that they, they have visited. They, they, uh, from the letter she writes serious, you get a little hint of like they had a cat. Harry breaks a vase. I have big head cannon for the cat later. Oh, OK. So uh, you got that they have a cat, which is fun. And you get that she has tea with Bethilda a lot and that Bethilda does. So you get a little bit of a glimpse of pre- death with that letter to Sirius which is really cool with her new life with James like officially leaving the muggle world forever before we continue back and and finish up Petunia literally just in the movies in the books versus the movies I thought she was the same I they did a great job with um they did decide to move over obviously it wasn't a whole ton yeah but it was still Lily and it felt very Lily to me. I'm not sure if it felt like that mm-hmm. to you as well. Yes. But the only qualm that I have with it is I think the actors cast to play those roles were far too old. Yeah, because um, they're supposed they, to be 21. Yes, they're supposed to be 21. And and that that's what makes it more tragic is that yeah. they are almost children. <laughs> yeah. Like, so when he first sees them in the mirror, it looked like what they would look like today for Harry. Yes, Not correct. what yeah, baby yeah. Harry would have totally known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that um, would have been a lot more impactful yeah. to see young. Wouldn't that? Especially when they come back spectrally for Harry in that last moment. Mm-hmm. The fourth. It, they would have yeah, looked yeah. very similar oh, yeah. in age. When, when he in the very back, book, yeah. or in the last book. Yeah, yeah they would have looked they very would have similar been in only age. a couple of years apart. Yeah. They would have been just Ooh. four years apart. And that's, yeah, right? Yeah. And we miss that. Mm-hmm. We miss that because they were older. Yeah. There was one thing in the sixth movie Mm -hmm. that they did that I thought was beautiful and a lot of the fandom really enjoys this moment too and it is not in the books Slughorn tells Harry the story of a very brilliant student who was good at charms Mm -hmm. who gave him one of the most beautiful gifts he has ever received and it was a globe with a fish magically enchanted it never needed to be fed it never needed to be done it just swam around it's a very powerful charm Mm -hmm. to get that to work and the fish disappeared that Halloween that Lily yeah. died. And that is when you find out that Lily is the one who made that. Oh, that's beautiful. Because she passed the magic disappeared. Yeah. But yeah, it is beautiful. And it's it's a beautiful combination of her brilliant charm work with um, her relationships with others. Like she, yeah. if you are important to her, then mm-hmm. she cares for you a lot. Yeah. And I thought that was a really beautiful addition. Yeah. To movie. And it showed that she also loved Slughorn as a teacher. Because she wouldn't have just like done this really intricate yeah. thing for everyone. It shows her. Yeah. Yeah. Shows her her ships that if you're on her side, she's, she's yeah. there for you. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Moving on to poor Petunia's later life. Yeah. 
Man, she needs a rude <sighs> break into like I, I wrote so many times in these books where people enter and magic is forced in her life again that she screams like every time. Like yeah. all the trauma just coming back full force when the Weasleys bust in, when they had to go get a surgeon for thing. Dudley to get the, the tail off. No one cleaned that up. There's things she suppressed. And then there's other things that she just doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like because they explicitly say muggle houses can't be set up to the flu network. Yeah. It's quite possible that their house never could be. The Evans house was never. Yeah, that's true. So she has literally never seen yep. anyone come by flu powder. You know? <laughs> so, break into her beautiful house. My gosh, the poor thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's something she does know, like the when she word vomits Azkaban mm-hmm. and there's other moments as well that she like surprisingly knows things. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the moment of after Dudley gets attacked because it seemed like Petunia understood just how serious it was. Yes. And that was important. I think it was important for her to understand just how in danger her only child was and mm-hmm. how I can't imagine seeing in the movies when Dudley comes back after being attacked, it almost looks comedic. But in yeah. all honesty, I think it would have been absolutely terrifying to see him after that attack of the Dementors. Absolutely. Yeah. And she doesn't blame Harry yeah. when he comes back. Yeah. She she tells him to shut up so she can listen to what Dudley's saying. But Yes. Yeah. But she doesn't like Vernon is immediately like, what did you do to him? Yeah. Her <laughs> knowing that was convenient, but also very important for that moment to to take place so mm-hmm. she knew the seriousness of it and the danger that Dudley yeah. was in. And something really cool about that moment, which yeah. goes back to something that I had said earlier, is that she ties in the muggle stuff again. Yeah. She explains away after this terrible howler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shocks all of them. She perfectly muggly explains to Vernon why Harry needs to stay. Yeah. Doesn't explain the letter. Just yeah. goes, this is the smuggle reason. Like, what will the, what will the neighbors think? Yeah. She like very specifically is like, no, he's staying. Yeah. And, doesn't... and explains it in a muggle way yeah. and then moves on. Yeah. And everyone is shocked and doesn't bring it up again because Vernon doesn't want to because he pretends it doesn't exist. Yeah. And she knows like, who Dumbledore is. Yeah. Like she's now this is her oh, third yeah. letter from Dumbledore because he had one when she was a kid when she asked to go to mm-hmm. school, which is tragic. Yep. When she begs to go to Hogwarts to be with her sister. And then the letter for that Harry gets dropped off with and then this howler. Mm-hmm. So it's final one. Yeah. And then Dumbledore comes. Yeah. So then she gets to meet him face to face. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Doesn't like them. Sits there quiet and still wants Dudley to be more important. Yep. And I think it's important that the school finally reached out to her because she had at that point thought she... And it's almost sad when you think about it, how much she thinks she is being the perfect and wonderful mom and giving him this life that she always wanted. Mm -hmm. And then to find out that he is incredibly unhealthy. I thought that was that fascinating. The school is like, you need to, yeah. to do this. And that's the one thing she can't explain away. She can explain everything else away. Yeah. She cannot explain why he weighs so much. Like, and be like, oh, it's fine. Like, that's, like yeah, you can't. It's, it's a health issue. Yeah. And I think that was a very important lesson for her. Mm-hmm. She still, still didn't handle it very well. And I still yeah. don't think they learned from that because yeah. then later Dumbledore says the same thing. He's like, you have done a travesty to both of your wards. Yeah. And they like, can't believe it. Yeah. They still can't believe that you know, because she's just she's just raising him how 
she was raised if yeah. that makes sense yeah and i like that so romantic version of it yeah in book four is when she starts putting everyone on a diet and i think it's really interesting that she's like if dudley's gonna suffer we're all gonna suffer so everyone has to go on the diet and uh it's fair it's, it's yeah. more fair to dudley yeah you don't do one or the other like they did with lily yeah that's it it's it's really interesting that everyone has to go and that she keeps vernon on it she still gives dudley you know more than yeah. everybody else so so she's not like super learning <laughs> no but it, it was interesting that she did take the criticism of dudley and because she couldn't explain it away did something but about then it put it on everybody they put it on everyone she put it on everybody <laughs> yep. so is it really oh didn't learn anything no no <laughs> <laughs> yep and then in book seven we have the moment of her leaving that is so powerful now that is something that um I did want to mention. Yeah. So in the books, mm-hmm. she thinks about saying something and then doesn't yes. and leaves. And that is so interesting mm-hmm. because it's the question of what was she going to say? Yeah. And we never find out. Mm-hmm. We never find out. Mm-hmm. There is a scene that they filmed, but then cut from the movie because they wanted to like, they're like, mm, we don't know how Let's explore works. this. Yeah. And for time, but there was a written scene that was filmed and you can find it if Ooh. you look it up of her doing the same thing. It's like her left alone mm-hmm. and it's super awkward. Mm-hmm. And before she leaves, she says, you didn't just lose a mother that day. I lost a sister. And then she walks away. I have heard that. Yeah. 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 They thought about it and they're like, mm, maybe we shouldn't. So yeah. it still canonically leaves it. What was she going to say? Yeah. I think that's a really good version of what she's going to, what she would say. I think that's a really cool take on it. I think by, by leaving it so open, it is more powerful. So I am happy that yeah. they left it as it was. And I think it was the right choice in the books too. I don't think she, she hasn't her entire life been able to push past trying to talk about it. So I don't think in that moment she would have either. One thing we do get about her by the time Cursed Child came out Mm -hmm. is because apparently parents can't survive things unless you're the Weasleys. (laughs) She passes before the events of the Cursed Child happened. Okay. Before she passes, she sends Harry um, a package and it is the blanket that he was swollen. Oh, that's cute. He was left on the porch. And that is the last moments that we know of and we hear about rather. Yeah. Uh, Petunia Dursley. That's a nice little kind of conclusion for her. Now, uh, there's a couple of headcanons, unless there were other. No, I'm ready for the headcanons. Okay. So there are some things that you can like pull together and then some headcanons. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you can kind of pull together, which is so interesting, is if you look at the, the three gifts that the Dursleys ever gave to Harry mm-hmm. for Christmas, mm-hmm. They only send him three gifts and it's in the first, second, and I think fourth year. They are a coin, mm-hmm. a toothpick, and a tissue, a stone, a wand. Let's say, wait a minute. A wait a minute. <laughs> I like that. So you really have to look at it. Yeah. But like when you put them together, it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Deep for that moment. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then also, this is funny to me. So I have not read Kershaw, but uh, I have been in the fandom for a while and I, I know a lot about mm-hmm. things things with Chris Child and with other um, stories and stuff that have been built within the universe mm-hmm. and I had to look this up because I was like ah I so strongly believe this headcanon that I thought it was real I literally Ooh. went to my computer because I've I've I just had known it for so long I'm like oh it's gotta be real yeah I'm sure you know I'll just like google Dudley's magical child's name I'm pretty sure it's a daughter and then looked it up and only found head like fanfic about it I'm okay. like ah yeah it's a head cannon that I just like really clung to but yes there there's a very 
popular headcanon that Dudley Dursley had a magical child, typically a girl. Oh. Um, Okay. That uh, went to school and that they reconnected over this child. And I wonder what Petunia would have been like had that been real. How would she have treated a grandchild with magic? I feel like it would have been traumatizing at first. But if she only had one grandchild (laughs) instead of like two, you know, she probably would have clung to the muggle one. But if she only had one that was magic, I feel like she finally would heal a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. One would have given her some healing because yeah. she could have come to terms and like, yep. maybe she would have loved this, this kid. Yeah. Like she could never let herself love Lily. Yeah. Like there would have been so many things yeah. for her. I want that for her. I want that canon for her. And I want it to, <laughs> that to be the only grandchild option she gets. Because it, it's true. He has kids. Yeah. Like he gets married and has children. Like that's real. Mm-hmm. But literally it is such an ingrained. Yeah. Like, this would be such a cool story. Yeah that i was like oh what's her i can't remember her name no it's not it's because it's not real it's because it's not it's not real it's not real it's, it's, not, canon. it's not canon it's so, <laughs> but look at those fanfics it's Ooh, cool okay it's, it is a really cool you know thought of yeah of lovely kids yeah oh yeah <laughs> Now that we've talked about the headcanons mm-hmm. from Petunia, yes. we should dive into the headcanons from lily oh yes so yes. um something that's very interesting about the Evans sisters, Lily in particular is Lily is not really given much Mm -hmm. in the books Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of repeating. She died for you. Yes. Something interesting is that the fandom, there are so many fanfics and headcanons about Marauders era. Yeah. And some things particularly about Lily, Mm -hmm. Lily and Marlene McKinnon were best friends. Now Marlene McKinnon is mentioned she is yes. a passing name uh-huh. on the order of the phoenix uh-huh. that had died right around the same time mm-hmm. um and she did not survive uh the first uh, wizarding war mm-hmm. and so they have taken that and run with it mm-hmm. what lily was like in school running around with marlene and the stuff that they got up to and having this like girl gang oh i love that, that. they also had and and friendships Mm -hmm. uh you have a little bit of the other marauders Mm -hmm. had their unique relationships with her as well but they were still their unit of four yeah and they gave her her own i love that that makes sense and and things yeah and that's really cool yeah and you can find lots of fun things of her bringing muggle things oh yeah to the world and showing them about that Mm -hmm. and like they built this whole backstory mm-hmm. and life for her mm-hmm. that is so interesting and so much deeper than we get in the books. Yeah. So I highly recommend you look up anything of that era, including her, yeah. because you will get everything you want. Yeah. It's all there <laughs> ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> we have done the Evan sisters. We have done Madre. Yes. And now I can't wait. This is one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, I know Minerva is a just a fan fave. Yeah, she was a favorite of mine from the actress who played her from the as soon as I read the books. I, Minerva McGonagall, she grew up with a muggle dad because we, we do have writing from Pottermore about Minerva. A pretty decently sized article writings of Minerva's life before the books, which is. And this is the same thing as mm-hmm. Petunia. Yes. Where it was written in the Pottermore era, mm-hmm. not in the recent updates. Yeah. And you can find it now on Wizarding World, which is where I, I looked it up. And she, well, Minerva just got the most tragic life <laughs> 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 for no reason. I was very upset when I read her 
her backstory. She had a muggle father and a witch mom. Almost fell into that same trap. Yeah. Fell in love with a muggle. <laughs> and did, and then left him. Left him because she didn't because want the life. Because of how terrible yeah. her mom was. Yeah, her mom yeah, her suppressed. Mom was just... Yeah, her mom never told her father until... Minerva started showing magic that she was a witch and then there was like resentment about having to leave the wizarding world from her mom and her dad and there's a lot of tension from the lies <laughs> and she just didn't want that life so she fell in love with someone decided to leave them and not marry them yeah. well she says yes that's a, she says yes as soon as he proposed and then the next day and then goes to meet him no. and doesn't meet him <sighs> And then she goes and works for the ministry for a while, which I thought was really cool, but doesn't really like it. Makes sense for her. Yeah. Yeah. And reaches out to Hogwarts to try and see if there's a teaching job because she doesn't want to be promoted in the ministry. She doesn't want to work there anymore. And Alfie, she does have yeah. the one boss that she likes. Yes. Who's nice to her. Yes. Elfenstone. <laughs> er, er, court. Just to. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about him later. Just wanted to. <laughs> Elfin Mention he's there. Center and much court. older than her. Yeah. It's her old ministry older boss. Her. Yeah. And Albus. But anyway, yeah, yes. Albus Number Store. Oh my I cannot talk. Wow, that was good. Ooh. That was a good Ooh. one. Albus <laughs> Dumbledore was her transfiguration teacher and then offers her the job when he's the, the headmaster. Uh, and she reaches out to them, immediately goes, and then that's when she starts getting courted by her old ministry boss. Gets proposed to again. <laughs> marries him yep. after saying no he tries oh, yeah, for years yeah. yeah she tries for years she keeps and then she's no. like yeah we'll go we'll have a house in hogsmeade together it's gonna be lovely just kidding you're gonna die shortly after the wedding yeah. it's fine. she gets three years i think it is three years of marriage bliss in the little cottage living her best life being a teacher not having kids, having nieces and nephews that came to visit and things. Then he dies accidentally. Not even like just an accident. No, just like like <laughs> like a like a natural causes like older guy just yep. it happens. No, it says like what? accidental death right back in school Ugh. from a venomous tentacula bite. Oh yes, yes, it's not yes, even yes, you're right, you're right. It's an yeah, accident. No. <laughs> I know he's older than her. But yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, like what? <laughs> so. So dumb. So dumb. Finally has a lovely life with someone she loves. Chooses to keep her own name, which is really cool because that's mm -hmm. what she's known as. That's why we still have McGonagall. Uh, and then she's not able to bear living alone. Is what you said? A venomous tentacula bite. That is a plant. He dies of a plant bite? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sprout talks about him too. That's just so sad. So he dies from a mm -hmm. plant bite after three mm -hmm. years of marriage with her. She can't bear to live mm -hmm. alone anymore and moves back into Hogwarts. And that's where we meet her. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why? Why uh -huh. such an intricate, full of tragedy backstory? I have no idea. Oh, gets I, hurt I, playing I, Quidditch. I she was like a Quidditch player and then gets hurt. She, yeah, yeah, she could have gone pro, yeah. but she was injured and Just stopped. Just to add into um, that. <laughs> it is interesting, though, because there is a one thing that is cool about her. Yeah in her history um, that we don't get from the books, mm -hmm. which I think is really sweet. Yeah. So this is something you can find on Potterbore, same era as these other writings, but it's under the sorting hat. Ooh. There is something called a hat sit where the hat, it takes a long time deciding. Mm -hmm. And two of the longest hat sits ever recorded are Minerva McGonagall <laughs> and Flitwick. Oh yeah. Flitwick. And both of them were both considered. For Ravenclaw so, or Gryffindor. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And it was it was a long hat sit. Like Minerva's especially was long. Five and a they half They had to minutes. sit there for a while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. After that, they often discuss in just a minute little little difference mm-hmm. that they could have been in different positions. Like her and Flitwick have a very fun yeah. relationship. There are some good things about, you know, there's yeah. cool things that, is cool. that she's done. It's just, yeah. you know, a lot of like, yeah. Bummer thing. Yeah. I will say it's an intricate backstory, which I do appreciate. She is set up so solidly mm-hmm. from the beginning. I was so surprised when she is so confidently herself mm-hmm. this whole series. It's very fun where you meet her first as her cat. Yeah. It's like very magical. Yes. It's very magical to set up the world right away or like this person mm-hmm. is a cat mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. And this is a lot about her too, is you know what I should do? I should go sit in front of the Potter's only living relative. Yep. Everyone is celebrating. Like, yep. no, she's literally the only one thinking about anything yep. logical like that. Yeah. She cared for them. She understands. And even when they, when she's talking about them and talking with Dumbledore, mm-hmm. she questions Dumbledore, which yeah. not people do. Yeah. They do set up a very strong relationship mm-hmm. in her backstory that her and Dumbledore have a strong friendship. Mm-hmm. She is fiercely loyal to him, but she questions him. Yeah. When others don't, her saying like you're gonna send him a letter, yeah, like you're gonna put a letter on a baby and be like, "This is That's fine." It? <laughs> we're just yeah. gonna leave it on our step. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like valid, valid yes. point, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. And and her her emotions. She's also so fully confident in herself. Like she is holding back tears, yeah. and then when she finally sees Harry, like and has to leave him, like is fully crying over yeah. it. Whereas yeah. everyone in the world right now is celebrating. Mm-hmm. That this boy has saved their lives. Yeah. And she is fully understanding what they're doing to him. Yeah. And hates it. Yeah. When, well, not fully from what Dumbledore's well, yeah, side, but yeah, like yeah, what they yes. <laughs> leaving him there yeah. with no family. Yeah. With people he's never met. Yeah. Like stoic. Nah. It's the wrong word because she is emotional in a way that is really wonderful in this book. But it takes a lot to shake her. Maybe it's that she's unshakable person who oh yeah when she, i would agree with when that she, hands down. when she explodes it's for very good cause and it's very powerful mm-hmm. in either in any emotion any emotion yeah. that she like lets out is yeah. strong and <laughs> earned and yes and fascinating which we see a lot of times in the book which is great yeah yeah she is she is not afraid yeah. to to speak her mind she's very strict and clever something very interesting about her too is you meet her twice when she is introduced, because you meet her from an outside perspective mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the book, and then you meet her from Harry's point of view yes. at the school, which is so fun because you get, you almost get a sneak peek. You get to see who she is before you meet her so that when Harry jumps in and goes, ooh, she's strict, she's clever. Mm-hmm. She holds everybody to this this higher standard, mm-hmm. like Gryffindor's to a higher standard. She, she doesn't take favor of them Mm -hmm. so they see that but we got to see her break down over having to leave harry yeah that was so cool for us to get those two tastes of her right away yeah she's very thoughtful and caring Mm -hmm. but business first yes that makes sense yeah it's it's so funny and her love for quidditch you can just like go on a small rant about that all by yourself cracks me up i adore anytime quidditch is brought up in every single book like the fact that she goes she because she's a scene as a strict head of house and then as soon as harry shows prowess with the broom immediately goes i found you a seeker like you're not in trouble i found you. like it's there's so many mm-hmm. things with with quidditch in this that that are brilliant that she just kind of breaks away from rules sometimes 
and cares so much about mm -hmm. it. Sorry if this is jumping, but there's one specific. No, no, no. We're, let's do okay. the Quidditch star. I want to love, talk about yeah. that right now because she cracks me up. I love her stuff with, with Snape. I, that's her like yes. banter with Snape constantly I is so funny. I adore. She does it a lot in the books. Yeah, I adore it. And I think it's in her backstory that she lost to Slytherin. Like that's where she got. That's when she got injured was against Slytherin, I think. Mm -hmm. So they build in this rivalry and it's very specific. She gives the firebolt back in book three because she's taking it to make sure that yep. it's not jinxed, which is not in the movies. They strip it down yeah, yeah. and bring it back. Yeah, She brings it back the day after it's mentioned that Snape taunts her about the game. So she very specifically is mm -hmm. all of a sudden done with it in time for the game after being taunted by Snape. And I think that's so cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And those two have such an interesting relationship yeah. because they're always with the Quidditch. Mm -hmm. They have this like banter with each other constantly yeah. about Quidditch. Mm -hmm. Almost playful competitiveness. Yes. Petty yeah. competitive yes. competitiveness that they have with each other all the time about it. Yeah. With Quidditch too, I think it's really important that she is not in the movies, but in the books, she is the one to tell Harry that your father would have been proud. Yes. Because she's the one who reveals to him that James played Quidditch as well. Yeah. We learned we talked a little bit about this with Luna, so I'll just touch on it. But McGonagall's yeah. journey with the commentators of Quidditch is hysterical in the books. Yes. Her oh, God. <laughs> trying to get Lee Jordan under control. I'm so bummed that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> like her and Lee, the banter with Minerva. Mm -hmm for that was yeah. amazing you're telling me that she didn't have like a little bit of fun oh so like, much fun and like, yeah, he'd, he'd every once in a while Do go that? on on track or be a little and she would keep him back and then she has to deal with zachariah smith who is trying to replace lee and he's just the worst at it I, my favorite part and we talked about this in the luna episode is when she <laughs> takes has to, to yells in the megaphone yes! over luna because luna is not talking <laughs> about the game so i'm just imagining this old teacher <laughs> running to the booth and like yelling at the oh megaphone. no she's sitting next is to she? her she always sits next to them yeah she's 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 in the commentator booth with them is how much she loves so she does it with me she does it with everybody that's so sweet that yeah. she's right there and so she's like yelling yeah. what's happening into this megaphone trying to keep thing on track so yeah her relationship with the commentators is really <laughs> wonderful yeah. Uh, it's yeah her competitiveness with snape also because snape was a student of hers so there's also a it's an interesting relationship teaching with a student that you've had and having that fun competitiveness with them and it does seem like her and snape she trusts snape because dumbledore trusts snape and you see yeah. her trust him a lot Right. To segue into that a little mm -hmm. bit of that relationship. It's very interesting because those two are always the ones first there mm -hmm. for Dumbledore. Yeah. And it makes sense. Mm -hmm. She is the second in command. Mm -hmm. Snape has other duties yes. that he's doing with Dumbledore. Yes. So so it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. What interests me is they do have like the banter relationship, but also how they react differently to Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple times where Dumbledore will give instructions to both of them. Mm -hmm. Snape always just does it. Yep. And sometimes she's like, are you making the right call right now? Yep. She doesn't always say it to his face mm -hmm. when she questions him. Mm -hmm. But there's moments like, for example, in book four, mm -hmm. when he gives instructions to all of them, when at the end of the book, when they've already, they've discovered that like Moody's not Moody yeah. and all this stuff and, and Cedric's died and it's like chaos. Mm -hmm. And like Minerva is so concerned for Harry mm -hmm. And when Dumbledore's like, he needs to see this, go get Winky, go do these things, go do these things. Snape just like, push your jazz hands out. Yep, yep, <laughs> like, yep. Doesn't question it, just doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
And Minerva's like, he needs to go to the hospital wing. Yeah. Are you serious right now? It's yeah. It seems like when she does question Dumbledore, it's very specifically over the health or the care of a student. Whereas when yes. when he's like, "Hey, there's a black dog somewhere. Go get him and take him to my office." He just, like, doesn't question in book three getting get serious. Like, does she know yeah. that's serious, right. no, or no, no, is no. he just like, "Go get the black dog that's over there"? Like, yeah, just, no, she's just fine with it. It's and you're totally right. Yeah, yeah she like absolutely is easily more concerned yeah. with the safety and health of students than. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is. Yeah. Like time and time again. Yes. (laughs) Going into, and we're talking about like relationships with other professors and things. She does have many jobs. She's the the deputy headmistress. Mm -hmm. She is also the head of house. Mm -hmm. She does an awful lot. Dumbledore does not send out letters. That is exclusively Minerva. (laughs) She is sending out all the letters. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what it is. It's all signed Minerva. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 It is a lot of work that makes me question why like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Dumbledore? Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> there, she's orchestrating the course loads mm-hmm. for kids. She is helping advise on what classes to take. Mm-hmm. She uh, sends out the book lists every year. Mm-hmm. She sends out the invitations to Hogwarts, which to that does not seem like a house thing. No. She's the one that sends out the welcome to, to Hogwarts. Like, yeah. why... Mm. You know, you know, like there's a lot of things that like she specifically does. I'm like, Dumbledore, do you do do anything? She's the one who like calls off all the matches if they need to be called off. She gives the big old school announcements. If it's like an all school announcement, if they're not like already at the feast and Dumbledore is physically there, like like, in front of them. And she teaches like she teaches full time. Yeah. She she makes lists of all the students who are saying for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, Dumbledore, what are you doing? What do you do? And something in book one that I want to mention is the missed opportunity of it becoming like a canon bit that Ron and Minerva play um, wizarding chess together. That would be awesome. Can you imagine them coming out there and they're like in the hospital wing, like figuring everything out? And Minerva's like, Hermione, how did you get past my chest? My chest? Hermione being like, no, it was Ron. That would be awesome. Suddenly, like she has, you know, Ron to play with for yeah. the rest, you know, the years that he's there yeah. because like he beat McGonagall mm-hmm. at chess that day. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I just love her. I don't know. Like, There's just so many things. I just wrote down so many things that she does. Something that also goes off with Quidditch in book two when Snape suggests Harry be suspended from Quidditch because of the Mrs. Norris. I love that line. I love that line. Yeah. Really, Severus? That cat wasn't hit over the head with a broomstick. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah, as soon as it suggests, like, maybe he should be like, absolutely not. That is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> it's so good. I think she, what's great about her and what the students say multiple times in the series is how fair she is. And what you said earlier, her high standards that she has for them. She's just a great teacher to have because she doesn't, yeah. she has a high bar and she's fair about what you do and the punishments you get. Because she does, like, she doesn't expel them after the flying car, but she does give them a punishment. Like there are, there are consequences right, for right. what you do. Oh, absolutely! It's really and understandable consequences. Yeah. Not like when you deserve it, when you've done something wrong. Yeah. Yes, you're lucky you weren't expelled for almost killing Malfoy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like things like that. She's like very much mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah. But then there's other things where I mean. The, the you know like after book two mm-hmm. when she does you know doesn't expel them from the school yep but her her punishments for them are 
very petty very petty mm-hmm. did they deserve more potentially mm-hmm. but instead she was like mm, you're gonna deal with lockhart because i know you'll hate yep. it and you're gonna clean things by hand because i know you'll hate yeah. it like it's yeah. they're, they're harmless yeah. they're harmless detentions i but she's just teaching them a lesson adore <laughs> how much she dislikes lockhart her sass oh, yeah. with lockhart in book two is oh my fantastic gosh. when she's like oh you can go down to the chamber then right lockhart Fully uh-huh. knows there's yeah. no way he will survive, and like calls him Her on his BS. Flitwick just like come together yeah. against this man. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's fat. Like I when she was doing when Snape, they all do. Yeah, when they were doing that to, to sending Lock Lockhart down, I'm like, you guys know like he's gonna die. Like you're you're just calling him right. on his BS, and he refuses to yield. <laughs> and it's just like okay. Okay. Good. He's out of the hair and our hair now. Like, bye. oh yeah, I wrote. I wrote down that line. It's when he leaves. Mm-hmm. She says that's got him out from under our feet, and then yep. goes on with what they're going to try to do next. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the sass she ha- gets in a couple moments in the well, a lot of moments in this series is yeah, fantastic. I did think there was something that I get. I get it. I get that they needed Ron's wand to be damaged. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yep. But I didn't understand why for Minerva being such a safety first person Mm -hmm. for her to be like, Oh yeah, Ron, just like that one needs to be repaired. Knowing his family, knowing they don't have the money to just like up and do that whenever they want. You're telling me there's no like basic rent a wand. Yeah. There's gotta be like like emergencies happen at the school. You know, like like a school, how you have like school instruments, you know, like these are just the school lines. Even if they're just like rented during school yeah. hours, you yeah. know, so Ron doesn't like accidentally hurt themselves, like, hurt someone in yeah. class, like which would still lend to him having his own wand because maybe he can't get into the locker when yeah. they're, you know, he can't yeah. like rent the wand for <laughs> gotta go in the chamber of secrets, gonna borrow yeah. one, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But that always felt off to me yeah. that she didn't do anything about didn't it. Actively, like, didn't yeah. he, there wasn't even no, there wasn't even a comment of like mm, maybe I'll write your mother. Like yeah, it was nothing. You were just like get it fixed yeah and it kept backfiring and another thing that they did with this not in this book but in the movie of this mm-hmm. book that felt very out of character and i understand that they needed to like cut things out of it and shorten yeah. it up but instead of bins telling them about the chamber of secrets minerva does yeah. and i thought it was very strange it did, she would never like a weird choice she would never have like told them all that almost unprovoked like it felt like she just like yeah spilled out all this like not real legend stuff that could make them feel in danger or could make them go do stupid things right it just felt like she revealed very much for convenience and that it was very out of character i agree something about her teaching that we get right away is um which i think is a very funny moment Mm -hmm. is when neville like incorrectly does a spell and the leg of his table disappears Mm -hmm. she literally brings it back into existence before the table hits the ground so good so (laughs) good like how much she's used to these students Mm -hmm. which i think says a lot about her and her teaching she has been teaching for like 39 years so in book three a lot we start getting a lot of her sass towards trelawney which you get a lot more in the books in general than you do in the movies at all you get her transforming as an animagus and for the class for the first time in transfiguration and animagus animagus oh that's always the beauty of reading you never really know what they say unless you get it right Ugh. <laughs> Lord. but she transforms out of a cat for the first time in transfiguration no mm-hmm. one applauds because they had just been everyone's been told horrible things in trelawney's class and she's really upset that. Because no one applauds her. And I think one that's really funny because she was expecting applause. Yeah. 
and does something very specifically to get it. And then you kind of start getting to know her prejudice against divination and Trelawney. And she gets in the series, you see her being sassier about Trelawney in general, mm-hmm. which it rounds out her personality of something she doesn't really like. But like, why? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense it, to me. Why does she need that that she doesn't like? Because there's other things yeah. that she has distaste for that yeah. isn't just, I hate her because she poorly predicts the future. I could see her. I totally understand her lack of wanting to deal with her when like Trelawney won't sit down at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that kind of stuff would get very frustrating. But to like hate divination as a whole yeah. seems weird to me yeah. because like you just turn into a cat and you're saying that people predict in the future yeah. when there's an entire room in the Department of Mysteries. Yeah. Like, are you saying that about that magic it? Like, it's real. It's a yeah, real it's thing. It's a real magic. And for you to discredit it is odd, especially because she's a teacher who seems to to support other teachers other than Gilderoy. That comes back a couple different times where she's just sassy to Trelawney in general a little bit more, a little more biting to her, which is a little mm-hmm. unfortunate. You do see her protecting Trelawney when she's getting fired, trying to comfort her and reassure her. Yeah. Finishing up with Trelawney, I totally understand that like their personalities don't match. Yeah. I'm not getting along. I'm fine with that. That's that. Yes. She doesn't need it along with everybody. Yeah. And she doesn't. She There's definitely people that she does not take shit from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's awesome. But I just never understood that just the divination aspect of yeah. it, of her just not liking divination at all because like you just turned into a cat. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I agree. You do get a bit in this third book mm-hmm. of her with other adults as opposed to with yes. her with just kids, yes. which is kind of fun because you see her drinking an adult beverage. Yeah. And this is the start of her not giving a crap about what Fudge says half the time. Yeah. She stands up to him mm-hmm. here and then continues to stand up to him almost every time he's in front yeah. of her. Like, yeah. Like and says anything about Dumbledore. She's like, um, but no. Yeah. And that's like a big deal because that's the Minister of Magic. Yeah. It's not. And she worked from the ministry. So she understands what that power is. So it's. And is like not afraid to say things to his yeah. face. It makes me furious when she has tears over Peter Pettigrew. Cause I'm like, no, yeah. Peter, you do not deserve yeah. nervous tears. Mm-hmm. You do not deserve them. <laughs> yeah. And it, it does show a side of her of how she much she cares about her students. Like, yeah, it yeah. just shows even someone that we find out is evil that she cares so much about what she's been told happened to him because it was her student. Yeah. I'm so mad when I read that. I went, but he's no. You do, he doesn't deserve you do not deserve your tears or your care. I do love one of the final moments in book three of her crying harder than wood when yes. they win the cup. Yes. Yes. I adore that. Uh, that's when oh she starts well wrestling one. the megaphone away from Lee Jordan during that game. Because yeah. he's cussing. And she Yes. <laughs> And then she starts telling off Malfoy over the megaphone. Yes. <laughs> so she gets into it too. So yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's like yeah, she is furious yep. when he uh grabs the end of Harry's broomstick. This is also like doesn't even stop yeah. Lee from swearing. Yeah. She just starts to also get yep. mad. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I uh, I also adore, this is so harsh, but deserved, when Neville oh <laughs> gets banned from Hogsmeade and given detention and then is, mm-hmm. doesn't, isn't allowed mm-hmm. to have the passwords anymore. Like has yep. to stand outside and wait for someone to let him in because she won't let anyone <laughs> give him the passwords anymore. And I'm like, sir, that's, I mean, Black got in and attacked. Harsh, but yeah. like, yeah, yeah. a little... <laughs> 
you just look at how sad Neville is and you're like, well, that's yeah, you can't be mad at her, but that's a little that's rough. That's a rough that's time. That's rough. That is very <laughs> yeah. rough. She is she's because once again, the safety of her yeah. house has been threatened and she's like, absolutely yep. not. <laughs> oh, Neville. Yeah. She does come back with Neville in later yes. books. Definitely, which we are coming up mm-hmm. on soon. Mm-hmm. And her being mortified. Absolutely mortified when Moody oh turns God. Malfoy into Yeah. <laughs> she's a transfiguration teacher yeah. and she's never done that to somebody. Yeah. And that's her skill. Yeah, she has like, yeah, her her morals and her ethics are very strict. And I just yeah, I'm happy that we got to see that in the movies of just her yes. losing it when she sees is that is that a student? And then like brings out a movie. Like it's on someone who's terrifying. Like Moody is terrifying. Yeah. Doesn't bat an eye. He is scolds he, him. Right. And he's supposed to look like gnarled wood. Yeah. Like scarred gnarled wood. Yeah. And she looks into that creepy face. Yep. One of the strongest ex-ors of the time. Yeah. And scolds him. Yeah. Scolds him like yeah. a kid. Yeah. Four is when so we have Moody. And this mm-hmm. is when she starts kind of her pride for the school comes out a lot because she's very clipped yeah. toward the students and making sure they make Gryffindor look good, making sure they make Hogwarts look really good. Yeah. And is very a little snippier with them to make sure they present themselves. Neville, don't tell Durmstrang yes. that you're bad at transfiguration. Yeah, like, who, who's going to ask when? Neville? I think it's going to go up to every student <laughs> and be like, man, are you good at transfiguration? <laughs> what a random thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes out like her pride of wanting to present the school as the best it can possibly possibly be comes full force in this book yes you're right she comes to the defense of hogwarts a lot Mm -hmm. like especially in that meeting where she's like no of course they nobody could have gotten past the age line Mm -hmm. and gets really upset when snape doesn't immediately believe dumbledore yes i did write down that she very specifically does not take it when dumbledore is starting to be blamed oh yeah and once again, a beautiful moment of her priorities being in the right order. Yeah. When she grabs Harry for the first task, yeah. she walks in and the order of things that she tells him in her concerned mm-hmm. state is that medics are on standby. Yeah. Then do your best and no one will think less of you. Mm-hmm. And then are you all right? Yeah. Which makes so se- much sense. Yeah. She talks about the health first, mm-hmm. then makes sure that he knows that he will not disappoint anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then to ask if he's all right. There's very few, surprisingly, very few characters that ask Harry if he's all right. Yeah. And she is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I love that she checks in with him. I love that she tries to give dance lessons so that no one embarrasses them on the dance floor. It's much, a much bigger thing in the movies. Yes, it is. It's, yeah, it's a in minor books, thing in the not. books, but it's still... Because she doesn't dance. Yeah. She doesn't dance at all. She, uh, in the, <laughs> in the books, books, it's described as her dancing with Ludo, like, once. Right, like, she's not a dancer. Yeah. She doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, is, is, I feel like Ludo dragged like her the, onto that floor. Like, if we're being real. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. Yeah. And in the movies, she's very... Which I think still works for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't bothered by that. Yeah. That she, you know, had that dance moment yeah. with, like, come on, Weasley, get it together while we dance yeah. and we can show. Yeah. Like, that still, I think, made sense. Yeah. But, yeah, the let my hair down. Let's all let our hair down yeah. with her strictly tight bun. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love that. And then, I mean, she has oh, to put gosh. two of her students underwater for the second task that that's yeah. terrifying she has three yeah. gryffindors and she's nervous about in danger yeah. in the third task yeah or second task in the second task i'm sure it was not hard to get her to talk about it yeah in front of dobby and everybody yeah. oh i love that yeah. she finds the golden trio practicing in all sorts of rooms so she's like well just use my room oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just, i'm sick of it she's sick of finding just use my off- yeah. yeah just use my classroom <laughs> <laughs> which is great because she also is helping in a way that she can 
Uh, but the image yeah, of her yeah, just like yeah. randomly finding them messing up rooms really makes me laugh. Yes. <laughs> and then we end with this like massive blow up at Fudge. Yeah. One of the many she yes. has. To be screaming. I mean, this is the equivalent of like screaming at the president or the prime minister. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. As a teacher. Mm-hmm. She, not even as the a headmistress. As the deputy headmistress. She's <laughs> teacher. She's not even in the ministry. Yeah. She has she has nothing on him yeah. on the ministry. Yeah. Nothing. And so, and she, I mean, he deserves it. Oh, he deserves sure. it completely. Yes. But the fact that she, like, trembling in fury because she is so mad at him and drowns him out when she start, when he starts trying to, to yell yeah. at her and she continues to speak over him, yeah. her having to witness the Dementor's kiss is what yeah. pulls that out of yeah. her. She's like, it, it, like, this is the last straw. He's been, like, Making her mad this yeah. whole time, but like, yeah, and that's this is she, it. She, I wrote, just wrote in all capitals, pissed off at Ministry of Mag- Minister of Magic, mm-hmm. and then gets even more upset when he starts claiming that Harry is lying. I didn't know she could go further, and then she goes further <laughs> when he yeah, starts and, and brings up a yeah, because she she brings him immediately because this is another student. Yeah, he is making it seem like Cedric and Crouch were lunatic deaths. Yeah, and she's like, absolutely not. Yep. But book five gives us this very interesting dynamic yes. between her and Umbridge. Yeah, Umbridge in the midst of McGonagall is such a good, good combination. I adore all the scenes that they're together. It's just because <laughs> Umbridge has met her match as someone who won't just fold, plays enough by the yeah. rules so she can't get her fired. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I love. Yeah, she knows how to play the game. Yeah. She's been there. Yeah, I adore that. <laughs> That tension. And I wish there were more scenes yes. between them in the movies because they're just so good. Yes. And a scene that I love with her relationship with Harry, mm-hmm. which really solidifies how similar they mm-hmm. are, is when she partially reads aloud the letter from Ubridge where Harry gets his first attention mm-hmm. and she finishes it. And Harry's like, I'm going to be murdered today in McGonagall's office. Yep. Like, he's yep. like, this is yep. it. R.I.P. myself. Yep. Um, and uh, she says the have a biscuit part. Yes. And that whole scene is not very long. Mm-hmm. It's only a couple pages. Mm-hmm. But it is a beautiful cookie bickering moment is what I yep. described as. But you see their similarity. Mm-hmm. They are both equally as stubborn. Mm-hmm. They both completely understand the situation mm-hmm. and both have that fight to and that drive to go against her. Yep are not mad at each other yeah. in this moment, yeah. but like having that who's going to back down first. Yeah, it's it's a discussion moment. of how to handle and McGonagall understands how to play the game and Harry wants to just yell about what's wrong. And it, it's an interesting her trying to teach him, trying to teach him how it's not about who's right and wrong. Like we have to survive this and find a way out of it on the yes. other side. We can't just like mm-hmm. confront her head on entirely publicly is not going to get you anywhere like so it's her trying right. to instill the craft of of defeat for her right. <laughs> which is very interesting yeah and she does throw that out the window a couple yeah, times that's true and does the same things oh, that yeah, Harry does so, you can only take which is so why much they have that. you can only yeah. take <laughs> so much so right and that's that's where the you know mm-hmm. Take a cookie. Yeah. No. Take a cookie. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I love it. I love it. I think, yeah, yep. it's it's really cool. I love her fierceness, mm-hmm. her fierce caring for him. Yep. That only gets stronger in this yeah. book. And she cares for a lot of people. Yeah. On top of all of this, like, 
telling off Umbridge in her own way Mm -hmm. and uh, all these instances with her. We also get little bits just confirming how good of a teacher she Mm -hmm. is. Like when she mentions that there is no reason that everyone can't get an owl in her class. Mm -hmm. Everyone should get an OW on her class is what she says. Mm -hmm. Yes, even Neville. Yeah. And she says to him that there is nothing wrong with this work. It's just his lack of confidence. I love that. Because in the last book, we get that she kind of like snaps at him about not showing germs. Mm-hmm. And then you get this little, that beautiful little moment with Neville. And then the next book, you get an even better one. So it's like a really, mm-hmm. it's a really lovely re- like arc with Neville. It's only a couple lines in each yeah. book, but it, it arcs, which is really wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gains her respect. Yes. You know, she has all those moments against Umbridge. There's a great one in the movie where she's standing on the steps and they each yes. take a step higher and higher. That's not in the books, yeah. but in the movie, it's visually yes, stunning it, that they each take steps above each other. It's very obvious what they're portraying. And I think it helps mm-hmm. cover the amount of stuff you don't get in the movie. Because yeah. there is a lot of more of that verbally in the book with the talk about mm-hmm. what Harry's going to do with his career and Umbridge butts in and she... Mm-hmm becomes so hell-bent on helping Harry become an Auror despite <laughs> Umbridge. Yes, yes. Uh, because of Umbridge uh, and all of that. Right, so right. you get that in the movie. So that, the step up and down and the step back of Minerva when Umbridge like, f- does the final hit is really wonderful to visually encompass yeah. everything you miss. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And she does stand by him, mm-hmm. like you said, multiple times. She also... Is still some, you know, she's still a Gryffindor. Yeah. Sometimes she's a little petty. And yeah. uh, she does take points for Harry not heeding her warning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. So he already has attention. And then she's like, but also this. Yeah. It is interesting to me that if Harry would have shown her his hand. Yes. I don't think that that would have continued. Well, yeah, it, that's one of the most frustrating. They're all in like an angsty phase. I get that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Minerva, after seeing how freaked out she got about Draco being transformed, I know she would have mm-hmm. completely lost it about them physically yeah. harming the kids. Multiple students. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. And it, I can't imagine anyone told her because I don't think she would have stood for it. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Sometimes they absolutely can help. Not. Sometimes teachers can help. <laughs> Talk to her. <laughs> So much happens about yeah. that. Yeah. That makes me so yeah. mad. That if I'm like, why don't you just trust her? And she trusts yeah. them. She is one of the few, the very few adults that doesn't question Harry. Like yeah. every once in a while, she'll say things like, if you need help, let me know. Yeah. But like literally in the middle of battle, she's like, Potter, don't you have things to be doing now? Yeah. She doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. She doesn't know any what she's doing. Yeah. She just knows that Dumbledore gave him a task yeah. and he should be doing it. Like yeah. Even when uh, Neville goes to get her, when her. Harry has the vision about the snake attacking Arthur and mm-hmm. doesn't question it, Go straight to Dumbledore oh. with Harry. She does trust in him and what he sees. So I wish yeah. I wish they had a little more trust in Minerva because she could have been a wonderful yeah. ally throughout this entire series. And I just don't understand because she lends herself to be yeah. that. She is constantly on their side yeah. and constantly helping. And I truly don't understand why yeah. <laughs> she yeah. isn't given that. Something about that moment where she goes and gets Weasley she is dressed in a tartan bathrobe yeah. and her cookie tin is tartan. All of her yeah. wardrobe is that because she's Scottish. Yeah. And they did remove that for the movies. Yeah. She is never in that. However, they did give her a clasp at her throat that is a traditional Scottish symbol. Oh, that's good. A symbol from there. So yeah. I get it because I don't know if they were trying to like avoid clan That's fair. Patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I didn't realize it until like it was like the cookie scene yeah. and then that. And I'm like, wow, real like truly like her whole life is it's, is is this yeah. style of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, and when I was reading the the backstory and it was talking about how much you miss Scotland, I'm like, man, yeah. McGonagall yelling in a Scottish accent would be very different <laughs> than what we have. Ooh, yes. like, that's a very different picture in my head that I've never thought about because I always watch the movies and always saw Maggie Smith, who's brilliant. Oh, my but gosh. Yeah. The idea of her yelling at the Minister of Magic in like Scottish accent or <laughs> uh, umbrage in a Scottish accent just is magic to my brain. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would be just scolding the students. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we have her by Dumbledore when Marietta is brought in and she tackles the kids to save them from Dumbledore's hex. Yes. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, she goes yeah. to defend him. I love that moment where she goes to fight for him and he says, no, yeah. they need you here. And, sh- and she listens. Yeah. And... <sighs> they do. They oh, do need her there. <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that is a little, it is more powerful in the books than it is in the movies. Mm-hmm. When she is taken down mm-hmm. by Umbridge and gang, mm-hmm. in the movies, it's very much like, ah, oh, when her back was turned, like, yeah. how dare they? Mm-hmm. In the books... They do it during OWLs. Yeah. These OWL people who are officially like proctating this exam mm-hmm. watch this too and they're mortified. Yeah. It's during the astronomy exam and everyone's on the roof. Like they're all on the roof <laughs> yeah. and they see it. They all see it. Like, oh my gosh. She goes to protect and Hagrid. And for her to be hit. Gets yeah. attacked. By so many. Like at, it says at least four stun spells hit her yeah. in the chest. At least. Yeah. Madame Pomfrey talks about later how it's a miracle she even survived yeah, that. Yeah, that is terrifying. Like, so, I mean, she did go to, to Mungo's and she does spend like a decent amount of time yeah. there. By the end of the book, though, there is a lovely moment where she immediately comes back mm-hmm. and puts everyone in their place yep. right away and then yep. continues on. I love that as soon as she gets there with her walking stick... She orders Crab and Goyle to take her bags to the office. I'm like, what a power uh-huh. move of all people <laughs> to ask to do that. You make Crab and Goyle do it. So I enjoyed that <laughs> very much. And then gets 50 points to like yes. everyone who was uh, fighting against Voldemort. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. It's a great way to end that. I love yep. it. I absolutely love it. Right in front of Snape. Yep. Gives him back all the points that he had just taken from yep. everybody. We stand. We do. Very much so. <laughs> but uh, we do get right in book six at the beginning her moment with neville yeah kind of standing up to gran a little bit and and saying you should play to your strengths yeah. and it's cool that his his charms ow was so yeah. high and exciting that she did that for him this is also the book oh. where another one of her house gets hurt because katie bell gets cursed <laughs> so another gryffindor gets horribly Gosh. injured poor yep. thing poor thing but that does lead back to something that you had mentioned before where it's like very much supports the other teachers. Yeah. Like when she gets that that necklace, she's immediately like, get this yeah. to Snape. She knows she knows and who still... should be doing the things. Like she mm-hmm. she's not trying to fix everything. Yes. She knows who's best at what. And yeah, she's a good general for the school. Honestly, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get in book seven. We're almost there. But yeah. you do. You do. And Later in that book, towards the end, because this book, things are really happening. This is uh, one of the shorter books in the series. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get things yeah. going. Yeah. So, you know, there's not as much uh, development, so mm-hmm. to speak, there. But she does go up to fight alongside everybody 
when the school is attacked Mm -hmm. at the end. May have mentioned this before, but they are darn lucky that Flitwick was taken out so quickly. Yeah. Because Flitwick and and Minerva together. That would have been amazing. The tides would have been turned way earlier. She scares (laughs) off Electo. Who's one of the most powerful ones. Yeah. yeah. She scares off that one. She is truly devastated when she finds yeah. out that Dumbledore is dead. Yeah. And that Snape killed him. And how it happened. Ooh. Yeah. She's, yeah. She is in shock when it's revealed that Snape did it. That's a big stab in the back for someone who has stuck up mm-hmm. for him and worked alongside him, taught him. Like that's that's a lot right. for her to process. Which I think makes the moment this isn't really in the books as much it's not described really like this mm-hmm. but in the movies when she stands up and it and attacks him and he deflects yeah and not only deflects but deflects and, and hits, hits other, other death that's such a good moment and leaves and you can see it in her face like i love how maggie smith portrays yeah because you can see her go from that struggle of this was my student this mm-hmm. was my my trusted ally mm-hmm. and she gets more and more confident yeah. to attack him. This is in later yeah, movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But book seven, movie seven, this is where her fighting side comes yeah. out because it has to. And and she, you see how cool and collected she is under pressure yeah. again and again. And we love that for her. Unfortunately, in this book, we do not get, since they do not go to Hogwarts, we only see her at the very end when they finally get to Hogwarts, yeah. uh, not during the school year. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness she was there because, oh my gosh, can you imagine the school without her yeah. in it and with just the de- like Death Eaters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if like her and Madame Pomfrey yeah. and some of these professors like didn't come back? Yeah. That's the only reason she's there. She's only there for the students and she has to play nice with the other Death Eater teachers because if she's left, if she gets sent away, the school's in day. Like it, it, she has to play nice to, to be there for the students. And that is so hard because she hates them like she yes hates them so it's oh i love one of the first moments that we see her in book seven Mm -hmm. is her running in behind giving a brilliant answer to the um ravenclaw door (laughs) and harry this is the first time he successfully uses one of the illegal curses yeah, on somebody. And then she uses and one. Because he spit on her. Yeah. He spit yeah. on her. She's shocked. She's shocked. She's like, oh my gosh, Harry, what did you do? And Harry, like, without even thinking, he's like, like, he disrespected you. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and she just, like, doesn't move when he's in her face. Fu- like, the death eater just in her face and she just doesn't move. Spits yeah. in and it. She just takes she it. Keep, like, she keeps her cool for the students. Yes. Yeah. And then Harry explodes mm-hmm. out. And Harry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Crush out of Which is not something you see in the movies. No. But, but that is that is one of the moments that I'm like, oh, look, see, you do like her. Yeah. See? Yeah. You do respect her. Yes. I wish there was more. But, yes. Yes. But, like, why are, why, you, you're telling, you're telling. Minerva uh, sent all these kids back early. All the students who didn't like Harry early. Mm-hmm. Fought to protect the school. Saved her life countless times. And you're telling me, that you didn't have any of your thousand names you named your children. Not one of them was after yeah. her. Not one of them. That, that no? annoys me. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Yeah, she should have definitely gotten it. I find that hard to believe, yep. sir. Um, I think yep. she did more for you, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do. Then she uses the uh, Imperious Curse, get their wands and ties mm. them up and yep. sends Harry and be like, what do you need? Why are you here? <laughs> yep. And then just believes him. Just mm-hmm. Oh, she snaps right into like sim. protecting mode, decides to send the students mm-hmm. away, 
hatches a plan with the teachers on how to escape through the tunnel and immediately becomes like a full on general for an army in this. Yeah. And I love the moment she has with Slughorn. Yeah. Oh, it's she's like, you can leave if you want. We're staying. It's, so it's up to you. This is your yeah, decision. I wrote down Get that line because I adore it. <laughs> it's a. Yeah. Say it. Say it, it is. If any of you attempt to sabotage our resistance or take up arms against us within this castle, then Horace, we duel to kill. <laughs> it's like, ooh, oh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I love that. It. I love it. I love it. It's so fierce. Yep. Yeah. And that does get him. It does. He's scared and he does leave. Yeah. And then he comes yeah. back. That's yeah. That was a nice. Which I love that mm-hmm. for that moment yeah. um, of her being like, you need to see where your loyalties yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, she, yeah. And there's I, not time. You know, there's not time for me to like do anything but this. So figure your shit out. Right. <laughs> And yeah, that may have been the turning point. He may have left in fear and then thought about yep. that and was like, you know what? She's yep. right. Because yes, she yep. is. She- <laughs> well, and we get these beautiful snapshots of what she does to protect this school with she. I mean, yes. she literally yes. forms an army from statues and suits of armor. So legitimately. I love the added little bit in the movie where they said, I've always wanted to yes, say I that. Love that. That's I great. love that bit yeah. in the movie. I, yeah, I adore that. And so she legitimately raises an army. As the transfiguration mm-hmm. teacher. And then I love partway through this battle, we just see her in the fight at the head of a group of galloping desks screaming charge. Yes! Like that is such <laughs> a ri- like it's in the midst of this horrible fight, like down the road a bit in the book. And I'm like, that's such a good snapshot. Do you just see McGonagall yelling charge right. with a whole bunch of desks following her? Like it's just <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. Yep. I love it. I love that. Oh, and she doesn't send all the Slytherins to the dungeon. I hate that part of the movie so yeah, much. <laughs> that's, I mean, I get it. I, I get they want the drama. Yes, I get they want the drama it. of the moment. Mm-hmm. That's, I understand. But like. She cared about them. I don't know. It. She cared about the students. Yeah. You're absolutely right. She cared about all of them. Yes, she's super upset when Miss Pansy is like, well, just like, give yeah. it to him. She's like, excuse the fuck yeah. out of you. Um, oh, there's our F. Yeah, like, also, that's the one. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it, Pansy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah like yeah she 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 does like them and she does care for them she cares yes. about them she cares about them so yes i completely agree with yep. you she would not have done yeah. that in the dungeons yeah. which is proven in the books because she sends them she away sends them to safety. with the first years yeah. yeah so gets gets them out of the castle in a way yeah. a line that is not during a big mm-hmm. moment it's just one of the many times that they're in trouble yes. and McGonagall is like in the process of telling them like this is your punishment mm-hmm. or what have you but it's definitely a quote that she lives by mm-hmm. <laughs> she says don't tell me what I can and can't do I mean yeah yeah, yeah girl yeah yeah like you're the, I don't care if you're the chosen one I don't care if you like you do not tell me the ministry of magic yeah, I, you do not tell me what to do I don't care <laughs> if you are my dearest friend at school yep. Dumbledore yeah. I yep. will question your motives yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, and I love her. Can you imagine if Minerva, because even Snape was even like a little bit aghast at like you're raising this child to just like be killed. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was Minerva that he told that to? Because he definitely did not. She did not know any of that and she would not have let that yeah, fly. Yeah, there's a couple things that he for sure keeps from her very specifically because he knows what she would do with the information. She would not have stood for it because Oof. she's one of the few people who would have fought against what Dumbledore thought was right. Oh, she, yeah, she would have protected harry over over anything of putting oh hands down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is why she wasn't let in on the horcrux thing she was she wasn't let in on something that she definitely could have helped with 
So, mm-hmm. uh, especially with her knowledge of the school. But yeah. I mean, she did know about the order and everything. Yeah, she, yeah, she stopped in a Grimald um, place a couple of times and... She was, that. yeah, she did the meetings and everything, but like, yeah. and they were discussing it, but he, yeah, he yeah. couldn't, he can't. Yeah. And later on, you, she is still around mm-hmm. for the events of the cursed child. Mm-hmm. She actually uh, reverse <laughs> in uh, the first time she writes to the ministry about a time turner. Mm-hmm. She is writing on behalf of Hermione Granger. Yep. And in the second one, she is writing angrily to Hermione Granger. Oh, Interesting. Because Hermione Granger allowed a time turner mm-hmm. out, and she's like, "What are you doing? You know, Did you not learn this the last time?" Yep. yep. Yeah. So she uh, is upset that Hermione kept her confiscated time turner. Interesting. I do like that she's Which still is the another one of those things where it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do like mm-hmm. that 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 mm-hmm. continues through for the cursed child. Okay. And we get her dueling with Voldemort at the end, like I said earlier, uh, oh, with yes. Slughorn and yes. Kingsley, which is really cool that she's the one who is facing with other people because it's obviously it's Voldemort. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah. that's a really wonderful, powerful thing for her to be a part of. And she survives, becomes a wonderful headmistress. And, and what a cool moment for her to be in one moment. And this did not take place over a long time. This was like maybe, maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Like a couple hours, like, like this is yeah. long. So for her in one moment to be screaming in Slughorse's face, Slug, Slughorse, <laughs> Slughorn's <laughs> face yeah. of like, where do your loyalties lie? Yeah. To then be fighting alongside him. Yeah. And for him... Yeah. To be standing there. I mean, Kingsley, get it, sir. Like, he's a baddie. We love him. But But for him to be standing against Voldemort as well next to her Mm -hmm. and to say that she had nothing to do with that, that, like she. Yeah. Not only did Slughorn join helped back in, but he was fighting (laughs) Voldemort for sure. death. Like he totally would have died. Like, it's just. Yeah. Like, that's that's a big deal. (laughs) That was huge. Yeah. And and not that I'm sure he's an accomplished wizard, but yeah, definitely. He's a potions guy, though. He's not like he's a, a duelist. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, we don't know anything about yeah. that side of him. So like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she she definitely, when she has the patience for the person, mm-hmm. and sometimes when she just yells at them, she definitely uh, can tell people's strengths and weaknesses yeah. and can bring that out of them, yeah. whether it be kindly or by yeah. force. <laughs> no, she's she knows how to inspire the right way in the right moment for people. And it's a she has a lot of good tactics. She has a lot of different tactics at different times, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. She's a fantastic role model and teacher in this series, yeah. and I'm so happy oh, that truly. Maggie Smith got to play her because I, I even though she's not Scottish, I think she, she no, captured still, her so well. She did it amazing, yeah. and she. Which says so much about yeah. Maggie Smith, just as herself. Mm-hmm. She had cancer during yes. um, the filming of some of these movies yes. and would not halt production. Mm-hmm. She continued to act through yeah. through that, which I'm like, what? Yeah. Get what it. What a McGonagall like, thing to the do. The dedication. Like what? Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, she was just, yeah. She was the perfect choice. She pushed through her own pain to make sure that she got mm-hmm. to capture this character. And it it's incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. McGonagall is absolutely incredible. And I was so happy that we got to talk about her today. It's such yes. a different, yeah. Being able to talk about the sisters and then McGonagall is such a different switch. Yes. But it's a fun, a fun discussion, even with the sisters figuring out the trauma. Because mm-hmm. it, it's a lot more of a discussion about what happened in their past influencing what happened to Harry and it to Petunia and how she, who she turned out to be because we don't get to see who Lily turned out to be. Right. So it's it's an interesting right, study. Right. It's a good group of ladies and to talk about. 
Oh yeah. And to tie them all together, I leave you with the final headcanon. Oh, yes. Um, so Minerva obviously turns into a cat. Mm-hmm. There's also, so this is, it's not directly related to her. Just, yeah. just the cat. Yes. Think of the cats yes. here. And the potters did have a cat as mm-hmm. well. There is a strong headcanon that the cat is Crookshanks. <gasps> no. Headcanon, but still. I adore that. Because, yeah, they said Crookshanks was just in the, the shop for years. Has been there for years. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know where it, he came from. They don't I know. I love that. He's He looks ancient because yeah. he's so just mm-hmm. like frazzled looking. That is now truth yeah, so to me. There's, that is truth to me. I love that. <laughs> I adore that headcanon. <laughs> And why he immediately liked yeah. Sirius. Or, yeah. yeah. I love it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love that again. <laughs> oh. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next time. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we sort through and discuss the women of the Longbottom family and the infamous Black family. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full after-hours episode where we will discuss movie adaptations and don't hold back. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. And fuck turfs. This podcast episode is sponsored by Ryan Orion, who makes lovely wands. You can find them at ryanorion.square.site backslash and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. 